Hello everyone, welcome to the monologue. Uh, before we begin, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button and help me with the YouTube algorithms. And uh, the same on uh, Rumble. But I'm going to go ahead and get into this today. Uh, whether people were paying attention the other day, there was an earthquake in Turkey, in Syria. Uh, the last I checked, the death toll was up to 5,000. And I'm... I gotta say, I'm I'm very sad about what is happening there, but at the same time, a part of me, because of all the stuff that's going on in the country, in the United States, I, it kind of comes off as a um, kind of cold to say, well, um, it sucks, it happens, we'll send some money and uh, hope for the best, and that's it. It feels heartless to say that in that way. I don't know why. I would say I care, and I do care. It's just, I'm like, well, you're a Muslim country. Uh, you guys have a history of butchering Christians, and uh, you'll forgive me if I don't have so much emo overflow of emotion. But if you guys need help, you guys are hungry and water and everything, then I'll send what I can, and I'll be that. Uh, but I'm going to get into this other thing, because that was just kind of off the top there. Um, I wasn't really wanting to talk about the earthquake um, because one of the, it's one of those cases where it's not uh, well. It's a well, it's a great tragedy. I mean, any earthquake is tragedy. I mean, if you think about it, it it destroys buildings, it destroys lives, even ends lives at times. Um, but Turkey has really hasn't been helping. Um, Europe that much, and, well, it happened in Syria, from what I understand. Well, last time I checked, Syria was in the middle of a civil war, and if they're in the business of killing themselves, uh, an earthquake's not really going to add to the number count. And God, that sounds so heartless. Hmm. Anyway, I, I feel sorry for them. I feel, I feel a great full of pity, but they're halfway across the world. I can't do anything from here. Um... Maybe my government will send money as they do. They, you know, they send money everywhere around the world, but they don't bother helping your fellow American. They cast it to the Americans in, in order to help the world. Uh, speaking of which, that means that we're having a State of the Union address. You mean to tell me Joe Biden can actually keep a sentence? How much? How much? How much Adderall and Whitland did they have to, or they given the poor guy in order to have him do the State of the Union address? Because just watching him could be a comic relief. I mean, he's a laugh right when you realize that he doesn't even understand. Like, for example, uh, calling barbers, uh, well, he was, he was referred to them as not salon owners, but um, stylist. You know, can you imagine how upsetting that is for a barber to be called a stylist or a, a salon owner? That would just tick them off. You don't do that. You don't mislabel them. But he's going to have the State of the Union address. That's going to be interesting to watch. Oh, geez. And on the other note, you have the Chinese balloon. You know, I've been trying to figure something out. When they shot the Chinese balloon, how did it get so far inland? Because Montana isn't exactly the on the Pacific Ocean. Somebody said, well, 
It, it's not being launched from China. It's being launched from Canada. Well, wouldn't that be a Canadian balloon then? And it's not really a balloon. It's a, it's a, well, okay, it is, but it has spy equipment. And what would, what would they be looking for in Montana, I wonder? Did it have a four-letter acronym? Starting with I? I can see the BM? I don't know. It, to me, it's upsetting because people also don't understand what you would use those balloons for. It's not just that. There are other things that you would use it for. Because one, it's hard to, fire, it's hard to see with a satellite. Two, probably more to the point, uh, it can get into the stratosphere where it could detonate, say, an EMP and put the United States to sleep. Um, not to be a panic or anything, but uh, the fact that uh, the Pentagon didn't want to shoot it down because they were worried about debris should give us pause about the people who are running the Pentagon. If they're worried about falling debris as opposed to an EMP putting the United States to sleep, are they focusing on the right stuff? And you know what? If they're worried about that, then put a heavier-duty explosive on it. That will completely incinerate it. You know, like a micro micro nuke. Don't we have those yet? You know, we thought we all saw Starship Troopers in the nineties, or maybe it was two thousand. I think that was two thousand. Now that I think about it. And we all remember the guy holding a nuke. Oh, I'm going to kill them all. Yeah, good luck. And it was a micro. It, you know, you're talking a kiloton. Not even. Uh, don't we have those yet? I don't know. Um, now, this is what I'm really wanting to get into, which is the destroying of education and the rise of the stupid. I may have touched on this in the past. But I feel like it needs to bear repeating. The public education system is slowly dumbing down the children. Um, first of all, by grades, um, by ex making D's acceptable as passing as opposed to C's. Um, and also what's being taught in the educational system. You know, you have drag parties and porn and kid libraries. You know, that's just, that is so disgusting and so evil, it bothers me. It bothers me that they, they're willing to do that and say that's somehow okay. No, that's not okay. My daughter, my, my kids don't need to know what masturbation is. Not until, you know, <laughs> they're further down the line. You screw them up mentally when you do this. And you want to know why the people are growing dumb? I don't know. Could pornography addiction have anything to do with it? Maybe. Because it is proven that uh, repeated dopamine hits will actually mess up the brain. It screws it up in here. And people don't have the same desire to excel, the same ideas. They, they live completely different and completely altered date, always looking for that next dopamine high, rather than, hey, can I excel in this? Can I do good in this? And you know what it does? It creates a class of mediocrity and even self-destructive behavior. So you have people, 
you know, at McDonald's whacking themselves in the bathroom while simultaneously, hey, you got to come back to work and flip the burgers. I hate to say that that might actually be somebody in real life. But would it put would you put it past anybody? Just saying. That's the reason they call it an addiction because you can't control it. Now, um, we have to reverse this trend. Um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer once lamented that it wasn't the evil person that is the problem. It's the stupid people. The stupid people, you can't argue with them. You can't tell them the truth. You can't You can't do anything because they dismiss all of it. They go on their merry way as ignorant as ever. And you know what they used to say? Ignorance is bliss. Yes, have you ever seen a retard from ALE? <laughs> Alternative learning? Uh, they're always happy, but they know nothing. What about if you know something, but then you, you what, throw it away? I mean, it's not very difficult to go to the library and get a book. Or is it? Because maybe maybe most of the books now are just transgender porn. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on. I have not stepped a foot in the library since my college years. And I got to tell you, college, don't do it. Do not do it. Only go to college if you're going to be a doctor. Don't bother if you're going to be a lawyer. They will just throw communism at you. Don't bother if you're going to be an engineer. Most of that stuff you can learn on your own. And from what I was last I heard, Google was actually looking for people they could train themselves. They don't want them to be trained by uh, colleges. Want to know biology? Go pick up a book. Because that's how you learn it in college. You sit there, you can either listen to your professor bits at you and tell you, oh, this is what I say. And you're going to be tested on it. And then you open your book and it says either the same thing or it says something completely different and you got to go, wait a minute. Did he give me the right book? I don't know. I had a communist professor teach my history class. Try that one for a second. He's teaching American history, but he's a communist. Hey, just FYI, uh, people who may not know this, America tried communism once. We did. We really did. It was at the very beginning of our foundations. We tried to build a communist society. And we found out within a very short time period of a single generation, this doesn't work. And we threw it away. People forget about that story. They forget about uh, John uh, Weasley's attempt at communism in America. Um, it, and it was, the idea of it was actually fairly simple, I guess. And maybe that's why it fell apart. Problem. They honestly, Karl Marx and, and Frederick Engels are nuts. They are satanic, evil people. That's what they are. Um and nobody has to go very far to find that out because the country that did it in retrospect most successfully uh, was Russia and Germany. And we all saw how that turned out. Concentration camps and the killing of undesirables and people that might have an opinion. Yeah. So we know that communism doesn't work because we've seen it tried and every country that has tried it has failed. 
I don't know why the fascination with communism now. Oh, I do. Because of the rise of the stupid. The rise of the stupid people are the reasons for communism. In fact, communism says to keep the population ignorant. Because if they don't know reality, if they can't properly assess reality, then they will let you do whatever they want. And they will follow you like, you know, I would say sheep to the slaughter, but it's not really even that. Um, they would, they follow you like a pie, like the Pied Piper, the, the children following the Pied Piper to death. That's what, what they, they do. And they don't wake up. That's why you keep them ignorant. That's why blacks were not allowed to read. It was actually a punishable offense if a white man taught a black man how to read. At the, if you looked during the times of slavery, you didn't want your slaves to read. Because if they learned to read, they became empowered. Because knowledge is power. Applied knowledge, that is, anyway. Um, I don't think knowledge by itself is any kind of power. I, I think it has to be applied. Otherwise, it's just, it's just you know, knowledge is it's, it's just stored away in somebody's head and does nothing. But applied knowledge. It's one of the reasons why in, the, in, uh, in Christianity, in my belief, it says don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Why? Because if you just hear it, you deceive yourself. You don't do anything with it. But if you do it, then it becomes powerful. It becomes useful. It becomes a benefit to everyone. But majority of Christians don't do that. They sit in Sunday school, okay, hearing it, listening to it, and that's it. They don't do anything else. They go back to the world and they're not, they don't act any different. Wait a minute, hang on. You need to come back to church and you need to stay here until you've, you've adjusted. And then you can go back out and stop doing the crap you're doing. Like watching TV, getting drunk, getting hammered. You, you, oh, you go to Bible study on Thursday. Congratulations. But why are you going to the bar at Friday and Saturday? It's something, it's, it's, that's schizophrenic living. You can't do that. So you're either going to do either or, you know, um, or you're deceived. Um, but that's what's really eating America right now. Eating, what is eating America is the rise of the stupid. And you have the ignorant. And evil people are going to be using ignorant people and stupid people to do their bidding. Lo and behold, I give you the LBGTQ alphabet people. Uh, yes, I do pick on them quite a bit because they are ignorant. And I want them to wake up to their stupidity. They don't. I wish they would. But they don't. Um, for example, uh, homosexuality, for example. It's, it's a little, most people don't really know this, but it's usually an internal cry. Because that child cannot meet the expectations of her dad. That's really where it is. It's an internal cry. 
and they say, well, and then people also don't realize that homosexuality is also in the same vein as uh, porn addiction or sex addiction. It's the same thing. People say, ah, no, no, listen, before you start judging, God, here's what you have to understand. Feelings are fleeting. They do not stick around. Cravings are fleeting. They do not stick around. You ever heard, uh, they used to tell me this when I was a kid, that uh, homosexuality is, it, it, you're born with it. Hmm. I have never seen my son, who's only two, running around looking for another boy to bang. I have not seen my seven-year-old daughter looking for another girl to muff dive on. Yeah, he's using offensive language. We shouldn't be saying, no, I am using language that maybe you might understand because it's dumb enough. <laughs> if I actually tried to tell you the scientific terminology, you might not get it. Here's the simple facts. Those are feelings. They're not you. A person who has a homophobic tendency feels, I feel drawn to this other boy. Listen, you feel something, then you act on it? Is that what you do? If you have a feeling, go jump off a cliff. Are you going to go do it? No. Well, maybe you might, you know. Suicide does happen. No, here's the thing. Feelings are fleeting. They come and they go. Cravings are, are, are fleeting. They come and they go. So is attraction. It comes and it goes. Don't believe me? Talk to any married couple on the planet. I've been married 12 years. I know what the hell I'm talking about. I found my wife very hot when I first met her. Now it's, she's my best friend. And that's it. Now it's not like, hey, I like you. No, I like the way you look. Mm. I don't want to tell her that adding weight doesn't make you look good, but <laughs> I think that's mostly married couple. Now, when you get beyond the attraction phase, which is infatuation, that only lasts two years. Scientifically speaking, it only lasts two years. Then you're into a whole other phase of life. And trust me, attraction isn't all there anymore. It's now it's about your personality. And if your personality isn't good, Ho, 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 you're in for a rough time. But these transgender people, these, these idiots, they told us they were born this way, and now they're telling us, hey, it's a choice. Wait a minute. Are you born this way, or are you, are you, is this a choice like you said? I, I don't think it, I don't think that's the case. I think it is a choice. And they're choosing to be that way. Because for, for years they told us they were born that way. Now they're telling us that they're choosing. Well, what is it? I lean toward the ladder. Which, uh, the, the ladder which says, you choose. That's right. Because all attract, and, and people, if you have been in a point, if you, uh, in this culture, it's not hard to believe, um, Pornography addiction. If you had it, you would know that your tastes have morphed drastically from day one. 
If you go back to the very first time you discovered porn in your life, in my case, I was a kid. Um, and it was a blockbuster video. <laughs> blockbuster was pushing porn right out the door. Um, the very first time I saw, if you will, I remember trying to turn the TV knob with a pair of pliers, trying to get to a, a the PlayStation pay-per-view, and just to see a silhouette <laughs> of tits. That just gives you an idea how old I am. But, fast forward. Now you have the internet generation. And they can just go online and find it anywhere they want. But I but if you stumbled on it when you were a kid, compare that to now. And what you find is your taste, your uh, cravings, your needs, your wants, your desires are all different from what you started with. That's the, the, the dumbing down effect. That is the, the damning effect of pornography addiction. But also gives a very credence that says, wait a minute, homosexuality or bestiality or any of these other very evil, disgusting, sick perversions all of that is based on feelings. They're not based in reality. And you cannot take two guys, stick them on an island, and expect, hey, then then pregnancy. It does not happen. As Sam Kinison, you know, for those of people who are old enough, you will know that there was once upon a time a man named Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison is a, was a shock comic. He was a preacher, a pre, an altar boy preacher, and then later became a shock comic who was some of the most, said some of the most vulgar stuff. And he always used to claim he was in hell. Yeah. As a believer, the earth is hell. But it will be the only one you know. As an unbeliever... This is the only heaven you're going to know. Now, that being said, Sam Kinison also lamented that Dr. Ruth, I don't know if you know who that was, uh, during the 60s, apparently she made her, her debut or whatever, um, would actually say that every man has a homosexual fantasy. So, and the joke was, he's going through his fantasies thinking, if I haven't, and he, why? Because he wants it out. Fast forward to today, and what do we have on the rise? What, what, is our, what is the typical stuff that people get into? Bondage, bestiality, homosexuality, transgender porn, Midget porn, whatever thing you can pornize, it's going to be done. I think they called it Rule 43. I don't remember, but the sad fact is our battles are for our children's minds. It's up here. This is where the battle is. The battle is for your mind, and if you don't fix that, if you don't take control of yourself, you don't exercise self-control, then you're going to be nothing more than a common animal. I don't know, anybody pay attention to the animals lately? 
you know, the, the fact is that for somebody who suffers with addiction, a lot of that is just simply they let themselves run wild to the point where now they have to fight for self-control. Before, when it all started at the very beginning, you could exercise self-control. Not anymore. That's what an addiction is. An addiction is, hey, I used to smoke one joint and it was just once a week. Now I'm down to one a day. Or even more so, like my friend. And <laughs> the simple fact is, addictions override your thought process. It weakens your prefrontal cortex so that you cannot make decisions. So that you cannot exercise your will. That's what it does. That's what addiction does. That's what porn addiction does. That's what pot addiction does. That's what cocaine addiction does. If you look at history of addiction, that's what it does. It is your inability. I kid you not. It took me six years, six years to quit smoking. I started smoking at about seven years old. Now, at the time, I didn't know you were supposed to inhale goes to show you how naive I was. I didn't start inhaling until I was 12. And somebody had introduced it to me with a Newport menthol. I kept doing that until I was 23. Yeah. And it took me, and I had started quitting, trying to quit when I was, when I was about 17 years old. It wasn't until I proposed to my wife that I quit smoking. Because I was, I was not going to let her marry somebody that was going to get cancer later in life. Now granted, I may still get cancer. That may be unavoidable. Maybe that's my destiny. I don't know. I've done the damage. I've done the deeds. And maybe I have to pay the piper physically. I don't know. Maybe I'm blessed and I won't have that. I don't know. But that's what addictions do. They override your ability to think. And why do I talk about the rise of the stupid? Because when you have an education and an ignorant population, things like pornography are going to be natural escapes. They're not going to go, let's play video games. Let's be on my phone all the time. Let's watch porn all the time. Wonder why boys don't go chasing after girls like they used to? We used to fight over girls. We used to actually duke it out. Two guys like the same girl. They're going to fight. Get the popcorn ready. We used to do that. And it used to be okay. It used to be an accepted fact. You didn't have the police coming arresting people. The police would go, oh, just keep it to, keep it on a low-key, kid. You can beat the shit out of each other. Just don't kill each other, all right? It ain't worth death. He punched, he punched. Okay, congratulations. Which one got knocked down? It, you know, we used to be accepting of maleness. That's the other thing that I've noticed. The end of maleness. What is maleness when I say maleness? Well, what I'm saying is we used to have a culture of manliness. The kids wanted to be soldiers when we, were, when we were growing up. We wanted to be police officers. We wanted the rough and tough tumble job. We didn't cry like little... 
There was a story. This I, I just listened to the story. Uh, I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was this morning, and it was a story of a man who was playing dominoes with his family. Suddenly gets up, walks outside, comes back in. He has a pair of pliers. Goes into the bathroom, rips his teeth out. One tooth, because apparently it was bothering him. Rips it out, walks back out, throws in the tent, grabs the beer, pops the beer, drinks a little bit, sits back down at the domino table, and they keep playing. Everybody today, I gotta go to the dentist for my tooth removal. Or you could just man up. Look, I know if you're if you don't like pain, and most people don't like pain, but there was a time where you could do that and it would be okay. Now, too many people are too sissified to do that. They wouldn't do that. They would run to the doctor and spend thousands of dollars just for tooth removal. It's crazy. But why? Because you have the rise of the stupid generation and you have the end of manliness. We have to push back. We have to start being men. We have to start manning up. Maybe that means losing weight. Maybe it means putting down the chocolate cake. Maybe it means stopping the porn. Maybe it means putting, turning off the video games. I kid you not. My brother, who had a really wonderful woman in his life, threw the woman out because he wanted his video games and his porn. It wasn't until he finally realized he had a problem that he started getting help for it. But even now, he's still addicted to video games, but he can't go back and fix what he screwed up. It's done. It's over. She's moved on. The rise of a stupid generation, people? How do you fix that? You become aware. You can be unconsciously incompetent. That is guaranteed. That means you don't know that you don't know. But until somebody tells you you don't know, you don't become aware of it. Then you move up the stage. You go from unconsciously incompetent to suddenly, now you're consciously aware that you're incompetent because somebody told you. Now you have a choice to make. Am I going to continue staying in my ignorance and stupidity or am I going to learn? Now you're going to be moving, if you choose to learn, you're going to move up another notch. And that is to, you're going to be, un, you're going to be consciously competent. Meaning now I'm in the process of changing my behavior. I'm in the process of maybe brushing my teeth. Maybe I'm in the process of shaving my beard or, or whatever have you. I'm growing my beard. I think it's, my, it's starting to fill in, which is nice. But these are the things that people do. When you get to that third stage, if you keep doing it long enough, then you be moved from that to the fourth stage, which is unconsciously competent. That means you don't have to, it's automatic, you don't think about it. Addictions are the same way. Addictions are merely unconsciously incompetent people who are trapped in whatever addiction that they don't realize is an addiction until somebody says, hey, we're planning a family intervention. Come on in. We're going to fix you up. And then after the intervention, they start fixing their lives. And it has to happen. Sometimes it's education. 
Maybe your education is stupid. It's possible. There are people out there who are hell-bent on making you stupid. Why? Because you're useful to those who are evil, who have wicked desires, who want to control you. You can't be controlled if you're educated. It is not possible. If you are biblically educated, principally educated, uh, you've spent time studying, you know the classics, you know, uh, say, uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, it makes it a lot harder to control somebody when he can think for himself and say, wait a minute, you're at fault for this. It's one of the reasons why I get so upset because my daughter and my son, we ha I have to personally pay money for them to be educated because I will not let them step inside a state institution because all they're going to teach them is, hey, kid, have you learned to masturbate yet? They're teaching that in kindergarten. That's being taught in kindergarten. What are you going to do when you come home and you see your son, he's only six months, six years old, whacking his parrot? Uh, excuse me, son, we need to have a talk. And by the way, I bought the belt too. No, not to choke you. Stupid BM. You know, it, it, it bothers me that people aren't more aware and more learned. We've somehow thrown away excellence, the desire for excellence. We've thrown it away for fleeting pleasures that only come for a short time. Eventually, your body's going to be too old to process that cake. Eventually, your body's going to be too heavy for you to enjoy playing basketball or whatever have you, or video, you'll have to play video games. Uh, eventually, your mind's going to find that video games suck. I don't know if anybody remembers. My generation, we had some fun games. Nowadays, it's just crap. They need to bring back the classics because the classics are actually fun to play. That's the issue, though, that we're having. We have a dumb generation. We have nobody who wants to fix it. And as long as people are pursuing pleasure, say, television watching, video gaming, porn, internet surfing, all those things, they're not going to be content on learning maybe multiple languages, maybe uh, learning multiple trades. They become very aware, very smart, learning the classics, learning philosophy and how you think about life. These are not going to be things that people naturally look for if they're unconsciously incompetent. The way to fix it, you have to, solve, you have to either take control and say, as a parent, my children will not go to the state education. I will put them in a private school that I deem worthy to train my kids. And my kid will not watch certain movies until they're of certain ages. Look, you want to screw up a kid? You really want to screw them up? Give them George Romero's uh, Night of the Living Dead, the 1991 version, when they're seven years old, and watch the fun. George Romero's movie, uh, it went straight to video. My dad rented it the very first day it came out. I watched it. 
I had nightmares for the next three and a half months about the dead rising from the grave and coming after my ass. You can imagine how many how screwed up my parents messed me up. You want to mess your kids up? You show them you show them Jaws when they're only four years old, and wonder if they're gonna go to the beach next day. You want to mess them up? Show them Halloween. Show them Freddy Krueger. But do it when they're really, really young and they can't tell the difference between reality and fantasy. Or, in this case, reality and a nightmare. Or somebody twisted, perverted sense of fantasy. You could really screw them up. For good. You want to make a kid violent? Give him hyper-violent videos for a long time. Then he no longer sees death as some uh, horrible thing, but rather just necessity. You want to screw him up? I mean, the fact is, you could really screw up kids so easily now. And you know what? Parent, because you're not being a parent, you're not taking control of your child's life. You're letting them be free. Be free. We're going to let them do whatever the hell they want as long as they just make sure they do the homework. Right. That's how your 10-year-old now find, spends more time watching porn. He's in his room all the time, never talking to you. He spends only a few minutes outside, and if it is, just usually in a form of mumble. And he's either constantly on his phone Watching people play video games because he's looking for the expert because he won't do it himself. Or, you know, you wonder why the generations are getting dumber. It doesn't take a whole lot. It does not. It always takes is a little thought and a little bit of processing, a little bit of understanding. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? It's that generation that goes on and committing genocide. It's that generation that says, hey, you know, life isn't worth anything. Let's kill them all. It's that generation that gives rise to Adolf Hitler. That generation that gave rise to Mao and Stalin and the Cameron Rouge. It's that generation of stupid people who are used by wicked, evil people who actually spent their time learning uh and became, they become moldable, malleable, because they're stupid. In fact, the word, this is the key here. The word malachos comes to play. In the old, in the New Testament, the word malachos is referenced by Paul, the apostle. He said the biggest problem that the Christians have is malachos. It's where we get our English word malleable from. But the word malachos by itself actually means softness meekness, or not meekness, but weakness, because meekness actually is a form of strength. It means strength under control, but Malakos is what America is suffering from. It's what Europe is suffering from. Both countries are suffering from this poison called Malakos, which is laziness, softness, they're not willing to do hard. In fact, um, if none of that changes, it will give birth to the worst generation in the history of mankind. I'm almost convinced of that. 
It all it takes is one stupid person. Ooh, shiny red button. Boop. And half the world goes bye-bye. Why do I say half? Because the other half will either decide to retaliate and wipe this house out, or they won't and just be wiped out themselves. Um, the missile, oh, by the way, the nuclear missiles, I'm tired of people saying this, so I'm going to say it plainly and clearly. The United States and Russia do not have enough nuclear weapons to kill the entire world. I'm tired of people coming up with that line of garbage. It is garbage. Because you don't understand. If we still had 50 megaton bombs, like what Russia produced in the 60s, then yes. If America still maintained its 20 megaton bombs that it had in its arsenal at one time, then yes, it would have the capability of doing just that. But they don't. Both Russia and the United States both downsized the size of the nuclear bombs as their the technology to on-point detonation or on-point hitting improved accuracy once the accuracy improved they didn't need a big ass explosion to guarantee what they wanted to destroy all they had to do was either make it harder with an earth penetrator or uh have smaller yields they didn't need that super big bomb you know people don't realize that but the megaton bombs are gone the largest bomb that russia produces right now is a is well right now i think they went back i think they brought it back for a while they're bringing it back which is the sarmat or whatever uh or they call it satan 2 in the nato word um and from what i can ascertain that's a merved missile it, it carries 10 to 12 warheads independently retargetable and the warhead size are 800 kilotons um, Y'all need to go to Nuke Map and take a look at what that does. It won't wipe out a whole city. It'll take out half a city. Sure, if you want to want to hit something like the size of Houston or New York, uh, you'll need multiple. You won't need one. You'll need multiple bombs just to destroy that one city. The simple fact is. And this is proof, if you get around to watching Trinity, which is a documentary about nuclear weapons, it talks about how there was a difference in explosion capabilities at the smaller yield than at the higher yield. The higher yield didn't produce as much destructive, whereby the smaller yield at a lower altitude produced a precursor wave that was far more destructive. That's why they downsized the nuclear bomb size. It wasn't, we don't need silly killers. We need to be able to make sure that whatever we hit, we destroy. Because the big bombs at the higher altitude didn't do anything. I mean, they still destroyed, obviously. But in terms of pure cap destruction capability, it wasn't that effective. But the smaller yield at the lower altitude produced a far more dynamic wind, which was more destructive than, say, the bigger bombs at the higher yield. That, I quoted right there verbatim from the movie. So, 
people, stop saying that the whole planet will be incinerated and destroyed by a nuclear war. Because I guarantee you this, nuclear war will be happening. You're looking at me like, oh my God, what do you mean nuclear? Nuclear war is going to happen. It is guaranteed. No, because as we progress down the nuclear ladder, okay, and this is why I say it's going to happen, all right? It, it, it comes from Thucydides' trap, all right? So the idea is as you ramped up production of nuclear weapons, okay, you ramped it up, you peaked at 10,000, and you have multiple megatons, okay, maybe even working on a gigaton bomb, but then you got to come back down. As you come back down and you start reducing the number of warheads, there's a line that's the threshold of no path, and that is a threshold in which the United States and Russia at the time, almost simultaneously went across that threshold as fast as they could because they were in an arms race. But now they're trying to reduce that number. Well, guess what's happened? Eventually, when you get closer and closer to that number, the ability to destroy your adversary completely and effectively diminishes. It diminishes. So what happens is, as you get that, when you get to that line, that's the point of where you could most likely have a nuclear war. It isn't having tens of, tens of thousands of nuclear bombs that make the possibility of nuclear war happen. It's the fact that when we ran up, the United States was already a, a nuclear power when Russia discovered the bomb. Before four years, for first four years, we were untouched. Russia joined the party. Now you have Pakistan, India, uh, Israel, North Korea, uh, France, England, probably Germany at some point. They ramped up production past that threshold in which they could do damage. And then over time, they've been, well, we don't need to be spending this much on nukes. Maybe we should bring it down. Okay, as you bring it down, you got to come to that threshold point. And when you cross that threshold point, that is the opportunity that you could destroy your adversary and survive. They don't tell you that. And that's why I said nuclear war is far more likely to happen, especially when you have a country like China that says, hey, we could lose half our population and still be fine. And we know that China doesn't care about its population at all. <coughs> China isn't stupid. It's not full of stupid people, but they're full of oppressed people that don't have the means to overthrow or throw off their oppressors. America possesses the means to throw off its oppressors, but are too stupid to know they're being oppressed. Oh, I know that. I think I just hit a nerve on that one. But that's the reality. America, as a whole, is too stupid to know that it's being oppressed. Right now, your liberties are being taken away one by one by one by one. They're under attack constantly by people, both outside the United States and inside the United States. And yet, you do nothing. The black people still vote for Democrats, for example. People, if you're voting for Democrat and you live in a crap squalor for the last 45 years and you notice that the Democrat has been running the place for 45 years, might you want to change it up? 
just saying. You know what the definition of crazy is, right? He who keeps doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome. That's the definition of insanity. And that's where we are now. You got somebody like Joe Biden. You know, the Democrats must be wonderful because they keep getting office, yet they're so fucking stupid. Speaking of which, I'm probably going to, I may watch the State of the Union, but I'm probably going to be drunk off my ass. I'll be honest. Every time Joe Biden says certain things, I'm going to take a drink. If he talks about the economy, I'll take a big drink. If he talks about the state of the country, I'll take a big drink. If he talks about the tiny weather balloon, which I probably don't think he will, take a drink. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have enough liquor in my system probably to put myself in a hospital. But, at least I will be entertained, right? It's all about entertainment, right? Remember, if you can keep the masses entertained and stupid, you can get them to do whatever you want them to do. You can kill thousands upon thousands upon thousands and they won't care because they're entertained. Give you a perfect example of this. Read the book, um, the uh, Anthem. Read Anthem. Or even better yet, if you get a little further down the line, Read uh, Fan Height 451. Yeah. Read that. Because you're gonna, I'll tell you what, you read those two books, it's going to be a bit of an eye-opener about your life. Anyway, I'm going to sign off. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, hit the like button and subscribe. Until then, good night, good evening, and God bless.